This evening's Dharma talk is titled, This is Not a Performance. So what I'm endeavoring to convey by that Dharma talk title is to give you a little bit of an understanding of how this functions, vocal cords, whatever this is, the spinning, spinning, spinning. So what I'm saying is even though I might come in uh, and maybe think before I leave the hojo or come in uh, Zendo, I think I'm going to talk about the uh, Four Noble Truths, or I'm going to talk about the uh, Three Marks of Existence, or I might have even, I might have even said to uh, whoever's uh, uh, putting the, uh, posting this online, uh, because my uh, whoever's handling that, uh, it's usually Junshu, but she's in a 10-day solitary retreat right now. And today it was, it was a Kozan? Yeah, Kozan, who was the Eno. Uh, she said, have a talk title, which happens. And I usually don't, uh, but sometimes I do. And so it can show up in any direction. But I have to say to you, I have no idea what I'm going to do or say. Even if I say I'm going to give it a title, that that means doesn't mean anything. When I say that's what I when I'm saying when this is not a performance, I'm actually coming in here without a clue. This would be ego language without a clue of who I am, what I'm doing. And uh, a number of years ago, not too many, maybe 20, 30 years ago, I would be terrified to come in here and not knowing what I was going to say or what I was going to do. And now I can't do it any other way. There isn't anything else but this. And I am not particularly terrified by this anymore. But I certainly was for a long time from the time I was born until I uh, started to recede, I think is the proper word, when after I met my guru. And am I promoting gurus? Am I a guru? I'm not a guru. I'm not promoting gurus. You don't need a guru. You don't even need me. I don't have anything to sell. On the other hand, if you're here, you could listen. You could consider my performance. <laughs> because, of course, I'm performing something. I mean, if I go like this, that's that could be called performance. But it, it, as I said, I might give a talk title. And um, today was, uh, I think that this idea arose a while back, but it never showed up as a title for a talk. Whereas today, when Kozan came in at, I don't know what time it was. Before seven. Before seven. You have a talk title. And so that started, that started to show up. And I, I, I think it was, it was connected with some other thought pattern. Maybe it was connected. I think I was having an inter interview with Jews on, or you were starting one then. Yeah, might have had something to do with that. But I, I have no idea. And and again, I have no idea you know, what I'm going to say. I'm just kind of. You could say I'm making it all up, but actually, I know I'm not making anything. I'm just not getting in the way of whatever's surfacing. So, you guys are probably downloading crap into my mind. Stop it. <laughs> Except Michael. Michael, you can download anything you want. Not that one. Now, there you go. That's better. So the, what is the, what, what's the intention? What's the motivation? The motivation, the intention is to respond to people in, in, this, uh, in a, however it's showing up in any one individual and However, it's showing up in this uh, old man because the confusion 
has not disappeared over here. There are different ways of teaching this. Some people say the Buddha said, as far as we know, the Four Noble Truths, life is suffering. Uh, you're to blame for it. <laughs> or it's caused because you want something else. And it can come to an end. Naroda, the cessation. And I won't totally disagree with that, but I have a different way of looking at it than perhaps is commonly recommended. And the last one is, how do you get to this Naroda thing? How do you how do you get this the suffering to stop? Had enough worn out from suffering, or worn out from picking and choosing and fighting and agreeing and disagreeing. Sheila Samadhi and Prajna are the, the last three are sit down, discipline, look at it, samadhi, and prajna, see what it is, simply put. And will that end suffering? I don't know. Hasn't ended any suffering here. If I if my suffering that had started up when I first realized I was in a body again, if my suffering had come to an end through the sitting practice of meditation, I wouldn't be able to teach because I would be have eliminated the very thing that most of the world is dealing with. So what did happen? Did anything happen? Is this is this a performer? Is this is this, is this performing some idea, some kind of idea or mental thing that arises and comes and goes and understanding and no understanding. You should always answer rhetorical questions with a rhetorical answer, of course. I like that atmosphere joke. That was good. I won't tell it. Let you tell it. Yes. In a way, you wouldn't be able to teach, but I'm just wondering, what are you encouraging us to do with our situation? Be aware of it without any lamination on top of it. Whatever shows up, uh, no praise, no blame, no conclusion, no exclusion, nothing extra. And that takes a lot of Sheila Samadhi and Prajna, not just on the cushion, but eventually it starts to, uh, it starts to leak into your everyday life. Not because you're trying to be mindful. I don't teach meditation and action as an activity to try to be more aware of what you're doing. Maybe a little bit. About the length of a mouse whisker. More? Less? Paul and Mary Ford? Yes? Have you just stopped separating yourself from suffering? Paraphrase that. Do you become suffering in a sense? The way in which you're characterizing it might not hold up very well, but there's... Uh, uh, a dimension that is like that. It's, uh, and I would say it this way, you're not really too concerned about getting away from suffering or creating more suffering. You're, if you're concerned about anything, you're, you're concerned about what this is fundamentally. And am, I, and am I, insofar as there is one, am I really needed here for anything? Is there anything I fundamentally need to do? Do I have to do anything at all? This is why the ancient teaching of Taoism and uh, the ancient teaching of Buddhism are not particularly at war with each other. Go ahead. Did you kind of know before you were talking years ago? I was wondering what that means for the fear to recede or what happened. Mm -hmm. So the fear actually hasn't receded, but the, the imputation of someone who is in danger of being uh, embarrassed or in danger of, of having their uh, misunderstanding pointed out or their lack of clarity pointed out by others, even uh, even in the form of gossip in the other room after the old man has left. That's no longer there. 
And what is no longer there? Someone that's afraid. But has the fear gone anywhere? No, thanks to you guys. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by thanks to you guys? Do you jump? Do Does everybody jump to the same conclusion? Is there a conclusion? Is there anyone jumping? Don't hesitate. I don't. Goes on. What is not hesitating? Um, no more armor. No, no more protection. And it's not out of uh, some kind of uh, arrogance or bullheadedness or uh, um, chauvinism. Not out of somebody, nobody's going to take me down kind of self-lecture. Uh, there's, there's nothing is endangered. And that is true here and it's true everywhere. It's true there. It's fundamentally the truth. If you realize it, the warfare is over. You'll no longer fight with anything. You'll no longer run from anything. You'll no longer join anything, nor will you refuse anything. It's called, well, I'm not going to tell you what it's called. You tell me what it's called. What is it? What is that? Freedom. Is it? Freedom from what? Just freedom. That's what you say. So you're just repeating what I say? I am. Is that like the Dogen chapter we read today? Is that what somebody said? <laughs> Wasn't that what it was? That was those guys are amazing. <laughs> Especially the one about this being charged with a straw sandal. That's all I can remember, so I can't tell you anymore. Yes. You said that the fear hasn't gone anywhere. <clears throat> so do you experience it? it? It is experienced. I'm not making any claims that I'm some wonderful guy who can have fear without being afraid. Without I'm not going into any kind of elaboration. It's just that it just if fear comes up, but but there's there's no one that minds that because it's seen for what it is. It's seen. It's just an illusion. It's just a makeshift. It's just concocted out of out of causes and conditions that are always looking for some kind of an uh, arbiter, someone to take this and run with it. It's like a football field with no football and no players and no scrimmage line. Should I go on? <laughs> should I shut up? <laughs> To see that fear as an illusion, does that require some kind of concentration? No. And first, before we see it as an illusion, you have to see it as an intense reality without flinching, without turning away, without attribution, without blaming, without abandoning that intense scariness, without doing nothing with it. Don't, don't blame anybody for it. Don't blame yourself. No scolding, no mm -hmm. lecturing. It's as if you were, you were going to you're going to experience this this kind of difficulty from now on. And that is called what? Generosity. You're actually giving your attention to whatever arises. You can practice on your own emotions. So when you get up off the cushion, when someone talks to you, you can completely be with them. You can just see what's happening. Not easy to be with uh, crazy people when you're endeavoring to work with your own insanity because it tends to resonate somebody's doing something shifting this way and that way and passion, aggression, and ignorance is arising. And you can see that you were feeling fine until you came in this room and started interacting or listening to these people. Or this person said that, this person said that. You're doing just fine. But now all of a sudden, somebody's got your number or your frequency and you can feel it and you want out of there. And I would say, don't do anything. Don't even accept it. Even accepting it is going to, this is what accepting something looks like. I've stopped looking at it because now I've accepted it. I'm the person, you see me, I'm the person who's accepted everything. Don't accept anything. Don't ignore it. Don't look away. Don't do anything with it. Do nothing with it. 
it's a fundamental uh, minimalist. It's a, just a minimalist attitude towards everything. Less is better. Unless it's margarine and then less is butter. If this is not a performance, then what is it? <laughs> Good one. Let's see. Uh, no performer. The performance is happening, of course, it's a performance, but I, I would have been better off to, why didn't you correct me when I said that? You should, you should have said so, shouldn't you say no performer? I, should say. I, that's, I should have said that. You should have titled the talk, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> no, how about just what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll slow down and stop. I'll stop being an idiot for a while. <laughs> Try to respond to your questions. Thank you. Um, when you say that the fear or whatever it is that's resonates to be experienced as reality, or you can see that it's an illusion, how do we not do anything with it if it feels like reality? You've done it. If it feels like reality, that's don't do nothing with it. Let it eat you alive. Who you are is uh, totally not in danger. Who you actually are, who you think you are, is scared. How do I know? This is how I know. This is, I know this. I know this. I know this. And that's how I'm able to respond to you in a way to encourage you to be genuine, be who you are. Not, nothing to change, nothing to get rid of. There's no enlightenment to attain. Now, there are people who talk about this differently. Maybe they make more sense. Go listen to them. I don't require any listeners. If there's nothing to change... Going. How do I guess I just get confused about doing nothing with what arises, yet there's still nothing to change because it seems like yes. I want to do something with whatever arises. Just just watch it. Just watch the desire to have something else happen. And you're then you're actually looking at what the Buddha saw twenty five hundred years ago when he awoke and came out of that understanding and said, Life is suffering and it's because it's caused because we want something else. You're actually right down to the bare bones of what the Buddha saw. You're seeing it yourself. Just continue. You're, you're not separate from the Buddha. You just don't know it. When you see this, you'll, you'll go back in time 2,500 years. And you'll go forward. you go backward. Those are confusing things that are meant to help us. But they're confusing from the ultimate point of view, which is not a point of view. Yes, go ahead. You said that your viewpoint or something on the third noble truth is a little bit different than the ending of suffering. Mm -hmm. Can you say a little bit more about what it is to you? People tend to, teachers uh, tend to uh, say that, that your suffering will come to an end, uh, Naroda, but that's a, it's a Hinayana path. Uh, the Mahayana path is uh, uh, you don't, uh, excuse me, you don't abandon anyone, so you don't become a Prateka Buddha or uh, you don't become someone who's ended their suffering and is pretty good ahead of everybody. And uh, too bad about those guys down in the valley still suffering. So the Bodhisattva path is one where you, you transcend the, the imputation of a self and of an other. And you see that, that the suffering that's anywhere is still, you still have that suffering. But what's different is there's no solid being who is suffering. There's no solid being uh, who is suffering here, and there's no solid being who's suffering out there. But the the individuals out there don't know that. They still think they're, the suffering is real. They think they're real. They think you're real. So there's a there's a grasping at this is I got to get out of here. This is real. Whereas uh, 
realization is not about the ending of suffering so much as it's about seeing through the, the solidity of anyone who suffers. So does the projected Buddha actually end suffering? For themselves. I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's a, uh, there's a duration to it because there's a beginning and an end, then there's going to be duration. So they might attain that uh, kind of uh, um, individual liberation, one and a half fold egolessness. So, so Tarpa, they might see um, completely through themselves and partially through others. So that's why it's said that the Pratyekabuddha thinks they're awake, just a way of talking about it, and thinks other people, uh, they could awaken, but they're not. So they're still asleep. So I'm awake, but everyone else is not. You've met people like that. There was one who was here, lived here for a while, who thought they were awake and thought other people were asleep. Spent a lot of time talking to Kiyun, I remember that. Did she convince you? Maybe for a while. For a while, yeah. Very, very kind, sweet person. Not, no, no doubt about that. Not, not uh, taking anything away from them. Yes. Sometimes you say something like, um, everyone isn't, is already not separate from the Buddha, but we just don't see it yet. How is that different than how you just described the Prachaka Buddha? I'm not sure what you're asking me. You said it in a way like they saw through their themselves, but they still see other people that haven't seen that, that could see it. And sometimes you say that we just don't realize that yet. And it seems like that's a really similar dynamic. And I'm wondering if there's a way that... that you think you're awake? No. It's, then you're not a Pratekabuddha. The Pratekabuddha thinks, thinks they've realized no self. They think they've attained uh, enlightenment, and they may their style may be such that they would never proclaim that because that would be that would appear kind of unenlightened, and they're very concerned about how they appear. Yes, has there been a realization with the Pratyeka Buddha? Yes, or relatively yes. They, they've understood because they understood the five skandhas, uh, they understood the four noble truths, and they they've had a they've had a limited realization of no self. They they see the five skandhas form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness, and they see that that construct does not add up to an identity. So they're, therefore they they're beginning to see they've seen they've seen they have seen some of that, and they've looked at the the three marks of existence, the four marks. They've looked at the twelve links in the chain of existence and see how that fabrication doesn't doesn't create a solid being, and then they can identify with that. But it's a uh, it has, it's not that it doesn't have a lot of intuitive um, fragrance to it, but most of it is intellectual. There's some drift that's coming out of there that's beginning to see. And if they if they happen to, based on the karma that brought them into that dynamic, um, it's possible they could transcend that. Unlikely to happen without a teacher, without somebody coming up and, you know, snapping your earlobes. Some people... Pratyeka Buddhas get really long earlobes. I mean, you know, they're kind of Buddhas. A question from Eric Wilson. He says, uh, I have a quick question. What is the difference between being spontaneous and being impulsive? Thank you so much. So, so different ways of talking about it. And we've talked about this some before. So the, I'll go with the, Impulsive first is going to come out of hope and fear and, and out of uh, not of feeling like you only have so much time to get what you want. And, uh, and you know, I can't wait too much longer. I've got to get this. So there's some kind of impulse. Happen. I need to do this now. This has to happen now. 
kind of demand on something. Can't wait any longer. So there's a kind of an impulsiveness. It's a, you perceive something and you have an impulse about it. Whereas uh, one who is, uh, might be operating uh, more out of spontaneity, uh, they've already understood that through their awareness practice. I'm just characterizing it, painting a little picture here. But they've understood that that actually leads to just more issues, more problems, more circularity. So they might, there might be a little bit more of what's commonly called creativity. They might be tuning into things and receiving. They might be on receive rather than on, on, uh, on some kind of audit that's going on with their environment and with their life. So they're on receive. So they're receiving things they don't understand, they don't know. They're hearing sound, smells, taste, touch. Even thoughts are just coming and going and coming and going. And if one is actually uh, receiving one's karma and everything from the shape of your earlobes to the uh, to the, the tendency to have uh, um, migraines, uh, any causes and conditions that are arising, just open up and allow your, just be genuine. You, you, you didn't create, go look in the mirror. You didn't do this. I'm not saying you didn't have some part in it, but not the kind of part that we usually uh, attribute to someone who's doing something or not doing something else, doing this, but not doing that. I'm doing this, but I'm not doing that. Those kind, that kind of intense polarity is not occurring in terms of this body form. Go look, uh, see, look at your ears, look at your nose, look at your, the shape of your nostrils. Did you go in there and say, well, I need to be this shape. I need to have this kind of nose. I need to be a Caucasian, I need to be male, I need to be, uh, I need to be male, but I need to be uh, not sure about my sexual orientation. Or I need to be, you know, you know what I'm saying? I don't need to go very far with this to say, you didn't create this. I'm not saying you didn't create it uh, ultimately, of course you did, but fundamentally, relatively, in that kind of uh, sad sack sort of way, you didn't have much say so about it. You're just at the mercy of your karma until you realize what karma is. And when you realize what it is, you don't object to anything. You don't agree with anything. And you don't what? Ignore anything insofar as you can while you're downloaded into this amazing biological form we call human beings. You're not even a human being. Who you are transcends even this relative complex. Go ahead. Does impulse need to fall away eventually? Probably. It might, depending on your life, it depends on causes and conditions. It might show up for a long time where you just don't do anything with it. You just, you just notice it. It's just like, it's like uh, you're, uh, say if you had a wall that was made of uh, rubber, okay? You're in a room that's also made of rubber. And then somebody in the other room it keeps running against the wall and you kind of feel it. But there's no doorway. And you look, there's no, there's no way that can get through that doorway. So you're, you just notice that you have an impulse coming from the other room. Now, the impulsiveness, there isn't even any wall. It's just, it's just got you. Because, you, because the awareness has been sucked down into the, the right and wrong complex of belief and disbelief, up and down, back and forth, life and death, and all the polarities of the eight worldly dharmas. All you have to do is see those for that to all start to dissolve. The, the, the thing that makes it difficult is you might have to look at that damn thing for a long time. You know, looking at your watch, it's been 18 years I've been meditating now. I've actually had people talk to me, and some of them are students of mine. I've been meditating for 20 years. Am I ever going to understand what this is? And I, of course, what do I do? I look at my watch. How long? <laughs> I try to have a sense of humor. I learned this from Chiazon. <laughs> I'm still thinking about that joke. You told I'm not going to tell it. Though. It's your joke. 
I'm not going to tell Chazen's joke. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is there someone that is a bodhisattva? So the bodhisattva doesn't belong to anybody. Bodhisattva ideal of the the hero of the Buddha of the Buddhist path is the bodhisattva, one who saves all beings, serves all beings, and, and gets no credential, gets no reward, no merit badge, and doesn't really care one way or the other. If the merit badge comes, it receives it. If the merit badge doesn't come, uh, or that no no uh, no success, no failure, uh, praise and blame. Uh, they are empty of the energy they once had when they were under the sway of the of the, the self called uh, uh, narcissism, me, 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 and my stuff, my ideas, my great, wonderful creations, and so on. Which one would be easier? <laughs> um, are doing the forms a performance? They they can show up as a performance if you're. Uh, initially, they're not, I'm not trying to get rid of a performance particularly, but just be aware that like if someone's training you to do the doshi form or the, the dawan or any one of the forms that we have in the monastery, which are meant to help us see more clearly, uh, encourage the awareness around the form because they're re repeated or we try to repeat them. Uh, then if someone is, uh, you know, you're kind of performing somewhat so that you can actually learn the form. So, and you, you might start to do it and say, no, 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 no. You hold your hands this way this now now reach for this uh, use both hands when you uh, put one hand over here to so both hands are moving with the incense to to uh, light the incense from the can those kind of things so then the person training you you're somewhat doing a performance you're following a form and the person is saying no you're moving too fast you're moving too slow you're chanting too fast you're chanting too slow a little higher a little lower a little um, just like I was uh, for uh, um, what was I doing? Um, try to have a better memory. Don't be like <laughs> me. <laughs> try to remember better. Darn it all. That's, uh, it's all cracking apart. Gone. Further question? <clears throat> Earlier when you were talking about the Prajaka Buddha, lots of stories in Buddhism and other spiritual realized people, it seems like they have some some occurrence or some insight, but then they go away for a long time and meditate. So are those, would those people initially be described like Prajaka Buddhas? Not necessarily. Not if they, this is quite common. I don't say it happens with everybody and I haven't done a study on it and I'm not a scholar or have any understanding of that particularly. But what I've under, what I have understood, it seems that if people do have a, powerful insight of some kind, uh, if they can either, when I say either, it's not an either or so much, but they could just make that into something and and, uh, and begin to fluff themselves up as a teacher because they have this great insight of no self. Um, run into a few people that start to proclaim stuff before there's, before they even, uh, uh, before the whole thing even ferments. Might have to sit there for a while. Has anybody ever ever had uh, cheese that was made in one day? Not good. It's called Velveeta. <laughs> Not good. I mean, it looks good, smells good, tastes good if it's heated up to a high temperature and mixed with um, horseradish. <laughs> but it's not actual cheese. So I'm just using that as a metaphor. So someone who who sees this uh, usually has to go and sit 
uh, sit down for a while and allow that that understanding to to you could say deepen or to ripen or to ferment or to age some kind of understanding so that so that there's complete clarity about that so that's uh, uh, it's called in the the name of uh, Jam Gan Kongtrul's uh, book on the uh, the, uh, the four uh, preliminaries practices Nundro is called the torch of certainty. Just read the book title. You don't need to read the whole book. The torch of certainty, that, that, that flame, that fire, that light, that brilliance that you're absolutely certain what that, you're so certain of what that is that, that no one can, that's a kind of certainty that is unconditional. And you're, you're so, you know how you can test yourself. You're ready to die for that. I'm not talking about uh, when I was in the Marine Corps trying to figure out if I need to die for my country. That was confusing. See, my dad died for, did my dad die for his country? He's 26 years old. He went to a war in the uh, Second World War they didn't want to go to, and they made him go because of laws. He went there, and knowing he probably wouldn't come back, and uh, he was right. He didn't. He died there. Did he die for his country? Is this the country he died for? It's like on the moon, there's no atmosphere. I know that's part of a joke I just heard, but I can't remember the first part which quite often goes with this territory. Yes, sir. How do we see impulse when it seems like it, it comes from ignorance? You, that's, you just described it perfectly. You're, you're actually seeing it. It's just that when we do see that quite often, all of the talons, the tentacles and the claws and everything are, are, are coming with it because it is because we've only seen the leading edge of it. We're not done yet. Continue to look at that. And and it's it's called uh, renunciation. You're you're what, what are you renouncing? You're re renouncing uh, anything. You're renouncing any success story. You're renouncing any lessening of your uh, grievances. You don't need anything else. You don't need. You don't even need to uh, uh, attain uh, enlightenment. You don't need any. It's called uh, Trungpa Rinpoche called it Buddha Dharma or awakened truth. Buddha awakened Dharma truth with no credentials. So when you say that I'm only seeing the leading edge of it, does that imply that there's more to see? No. And if there is more to see, then how does that how does that not turn into a success story? Because they're not real jewels; they're fake. I mean, you 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 get to success, but it's 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 not real. It's it's still flawed with relative uh, contamination. So you see that glitter. Someone else might see it. Someone else might think you've really changed a lot, Michael. Since you've been meditating, I've noticed that you're much nicer. <laughs> don't believe them. <laughs> don't argue with them. Don't say, oh, no, I'm not. <clears throat> oh, you're in my mind, you'd be repulsed. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you're all done. <laughs> Any other questions? You. If someone thinks they're awake, then is the renunciation the part that's still not developed or happening? I think I think if someone's coming to that conclusion that that may not last. If they if they have a if they have the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, the Sangha is probably not going to let, let them get away with that. They better be awake because the Sangha will pick you apart. Maybe not deliberately be mean to you, but if, if that realization is, is uh, has any any odor of pretense to it, you can't hide it. You can't. Yes. 
And is that the suggestion of the receiver still there behind the receiving? Say more. If, Tell me more about how, how you're coming up with that. If they're uh, receiving, but they're still, like you said, some kind of smell or they're not completely renunciating what's happening, then there's someone doing that. Okay. Is that is that the the receiver that's still there? What do you think? Jason doesn't know. How about the other side? Do you use that? You know? You know? Okay. <laughs> you said yes? You give him a thumbs up. You're gonna give him a thumbs up? Just one. Is that enough? Never seems to be enough. Second <laughs> <laughs> uh, <like> over <laughs> I follow you a little bit, but I, I, I can't, and I don't mean to be uh, mocking what you're at. It's a good question, but I, I can't. Nothing is coming up uh, that would, that would uh, um, I, I think, would be helpful. If you can want to paraphrase that again, I'll try again. What receives when there's no receiver? Just have to use those words because they're relative, but it's just receiving. You're just, there's just a receiving. So just just a receiving. It's just, and even that is too much because there isn't any. Nothing actually occurs there. It's just it's an illusion. This whole thing is an illusion. You know that doesn't work. That make any sense. Cars are not illusion. That's solid. How's that an illusion? No illusion is real. Solid. Pleasant dreams. Jesus. Is there still a sense of participating in the performance? Yes. It's even. It's even stronger. It could be even stronger than than uh, than coming in with some kind of concoction of a performance of trying to live up to certain ideas, certain performance, uh, like a, a, all of you have heard of method acting. You know, a way of, of, of I, I could be all off on this because I don't teach acting, nor am I an actor, other than I'm kind of acting now, somewhat acting foolish. But there's some kind of way or method of doing that to actually. Pro, uh, Provide you or me or us or an audience with some kind of some kind of believability because it's so as a such a strong um, uh, such a strong layer. I don't know how else to say that. Whereas this no performance here. What's what is intended here is there's no there's no conclusion. There's no there's no there's no. I mean, we might I might say some things. You might laugh. I have no idea why you're laughing. Did I make myself clear? Yes. No. Were you the one asking the question? Yeah. Sometimes I get confused, and you could say I've noticed. Is that coming up yet? That other question. Do you have a question now? No. We got a few minutes. If anybody wants to confuse me more, yes. Are you stay with the texture of fear, or let it become your reality? So. I would say notice and be aware of the way you avoid it, the way you, what, what kind of, I'll just say it very literally, what kind of particles of passion, aggression, ignorance, what kind of, which little tiny, tiny, like metaphorical thought patterns that we stick onto it. It's like post-it notes on something and we don't want to know what it is. We don't want to really know what, we don't, don't want to know that as a, uh, a turtle skeleton. So we put little post-it notes on it and then redefine it. Sure, it's a, it's a dumb image, but it's all I got. But we don't want to know that. So we we pat it down with all kinds of ideas that are that separate us from it. It's not real. Uh, it won't last. And all the little mini lectures we give ourselves. 
And so it's not so much about not doing that. That's that's a misunderstanding. That's more of a materialistic attitude, spiritual materialism, trying to get rid of negativity. It's more about witnessing, letting the negativity take on its own uh, situation because everything is uh, self-arisen, self-existing. It's dependently arisen in the samsaric world of cause and effect up and down, back and forth, and your karma is going to drag you into a, a train wreck. That's but the but the, the path to understanding what dependent origination is is just observe it. To just observe, so then you can see that everything that occurs uh, on one in one way of looking is because of everything else that's occurring. That's dependent origination. But then also anything that occurs is completely separate and discrete from everything else that's occurring. So therefore, there's just that post-it note, and it just comes back around full circle, right back to that happened. We, we see that we, we're actually preventing ourselves from seeing the truth, which is we're not separate from anything. And, there, and who you are, there is a you, um, is, is not threatened. There's, there's no way you can who you actually are. I mean, someone can threaten you. Somebody can kill you. They can chop off your head. They can run you through with a, what's that they call those? Uh, um, pig stickers. Yeah. They can run that or a samurai sword. They can, they can take you out physically or with your body mind complex, but who you are can't, can't be found because it is from anything. Yes. Seems like conceptually, um, teaching of things not being separate kind of fits well with the one way you described dependent origination where kind of like an inner penetrating causality. But then when you kind of flipped it around to where things are self-existing, how, how does not separate show up in that sense? Because it's just that it's just that. So instead of seeing saying, it's just this, we're all one, which is baloney. It's a misunderstanding to look around and say we're all one. And it just creates more chaos to do that. Pronounce nothing. Perform nothing. More about that if you have it. So when we say it's just that, what is that not separate from? Anything. So it, 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 the very thing is when we say not separate, the very thing that that is pointed at is not everything that is all over the place not being separate from each other. That's a... That's a, a lower level understanding of it. And that's one that ego loves to, to participate in because it, it gets to be part of it. And of course it is part of it, but not with the credential it wants to have. The one who knows about no separation. We have four minutes. We can close early. You guys can all take a nap. Yes, you guys. What's wrong about that assertion that we're all one or? Yes, I can address that. So it, it's not this, that it's a, it's a horrible thing. It's totally incorrect. It's going to destroy the world and take us all down. It's not that. It's just that it's a little bit flippant. Not, not intended that way, but it's like, well, we're all one. It's like as soon as you make that kind of pronouncement, uh, the actual awareness that sees the incredible separation that's everywhere, it seals off. And we, 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 just, we just go into, well, we're all one. We're all, well, we are the world. I'm not saying that that might not be helpful in some way, but it, it's the, the, it's kind of a, a self-serving idealism that doesn't bother to look at the intense grasping in a self that's going on with the, in each one of those individuals who are either saying that or hearing that or proclaiming that or agreeing with that. 
or disagreeing with that, including this old man. Or good question. I have a, another question about the last one I asked about fear. Um, yeah. We're always looking at our surface particles that are covering up the fear. Well, do we ever have to examine that? It seems like we'll be confused until we examine what's underneath yes. thoughts. Eventually, you would examine that. Uh, as far as this tradition is concerned, I'm not saying you couldn't. In 300 million lifetimes, you're, you're you, no matter what you do, you're gonna you're gonna awaken. It's just inevitable, insofar as time and space is concerned. But insofar as this practice in this life with this human form that you're uh, you have borrowed from the elements to take put on these uh, temporary clothing, this temporary clothing of dirt, air, fire, water. And uh, what's that other one? Space. Yeah, space. So it seems necessary that if you start to find this, which which is what this path is about, what the Buddha stumbled into 2,500 years ago, and other lineage holders down through the centuries have passed on, trying to keep this baked bread warm, or I should say baked chicken eggs, careful, then that's available right here. It's available, it's in front of you. As I often say, to, and I'll say again, it's what you're looking for, you're looking at. You just, you, me, us, we just misunderstand it as something else. Something else in terms of something we really like, something else in some terms of something we don't particularly care for, or something else in terms of, well, uh, if there was a comment, it'd be more like, who cares about that? Passion, aggression, and ignorance. The ignorance, the ignorant one is the hardest one because it, we're dismissive of everything. And that's an actual function of the self-centeredness, the ego mind that is protecting the illusion of a separate being or the, and as described as the, the energy or activity of narcissism, sir. I'm still kind of stuck on ignorance and the leading edge, the way you said that. Um, so if impulse arises and it appears as ignorance and we can see the leading edge of that, um, how, how can that actually be seen if, if that question is arising as you're, as what you've just described, then that's seeing it. So it even said, and this, this is not something, I'm not just making this up. Um, well, but, but it's, I can point to, so you can't find a, a sutra, even one I've never read, that I can't show you where what I'm pointing at is being said in these sutras. And one of them is, uh, um, ask that question again. Can I give an example? Yes, please do. So, if I'm sitting and endeavoring to hold still and a thought comes up that I don't necessarily want to look at, I notice that before that even registers, I kind of look away. Yeah. And then after that happens, I realize that I looked away from something that was uncomfortable. Yes. So uh, I guess I'm just wondering how to deepen. Um, you do, you're doing practice. it. You can't ask that question. Unless you, do. you can't actually describe that uh, interior, so-called interior experience of how your consciousness is working, unless you're doing exactly what you need to do. I would just say, uh, the, you know, the eggs are half boiled. Keep boiling. Works for me. I don't know if it does for you or not. Just have to keep going. It's like uh, the image I often use is like sometimes for me uh, to talk to people, it's like the way they describe what's happening and they're halfway up the mountain. Awakening was about climbing a mountain and seeing the the view from the top. Um, 
a lot of times people are just in the middle of their particular path and they're having trouble with these branches and those sinkholes and, and sharp rocks and, you know, uh, squirrels biting at their heels and, you know, stuff like that. And just, they just keep going. It's just, it's just the way the path. There's a ground path and fruition. The ground is life is suffering. The path is listening to what the Buddha said. Life is suffering. And uh, it's caused by wanting something else. And it's possible to see over the top of that mountain. So, and the path is train yourself. Train yourself how to do that. Sit down, hold still. Watch the mind continue to go. Come and go, come and go, come and go. And notice that sometimes you'll conclude and sometimes you won't. And sometimes you'll notice that you're avoiding something and then then that will stop, that will back off and then it will come back again. And it will only come back if, if you've misunderstood it time after time. Uh, if you really understand it, then it can't come back. And why can't it come back? Because it hasn't gone anywhere. You're no longer a person who's not avoiding things anymore. It's a very subtle credential when I'm actually not avoiding anything anymore. Totally clear. I guess that's what I'm wondering about is the act of ignorance when it shows up. Seems like since it already came up, I don't understand it and it's just going to keep coming back. It just seems like I'm a slave to my impulses. Mm -hmm. So what's your question? Um, it seems pretty accurate to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I don't have many students like you. <laughs> totally honest. It's just too funny. No, I don't remember my question if I had one, but uh, well, I guess I've helped you then. That one, I <laughs> you got <really> right. <laughs> <laughs> but, I guess I'll just ask the same question I asked before. How does how do you deepen how do you deepen an understanding? that doesn't seem to come about. Okay. All you have, you, you, I mean, I'm going to use your words or your metaphors. You see how shallow it is. That's how it becomes deeper. You, you go into the very relative truth that has you trapped. And you, you go in there with, with totally armed with what Prajna, the two-edged sword of Prajna, of uh, the sword of Manjushri cuts into that and cuts into this, this and that duality. That's, that's the, tiny microcosm that leads us to think that we're somebody in a separate world conducting separate business that can win or lose or be up or down or life or death. Just keep going. If, if, uh, if you need a, a feedback, you're doing fine. Keep going. I tell a lot of people that or who live here. Just keep going. One final question, if there is one. Very good. Thank you.